times of refreshing. Again, remember, I was thinking about, I was looking at some scriptures that I, I thought about Ezekiel chapter 37. You're talking about God wants to breathe his life into us. And when his life comes, everything becomes lively in you and everything you touch. It's his presence. You remember that Ezekiel 37? Let's read a little bit. It's a prophetic word for the children of Israel. But who know? How many of you know that the word is eternal? Amen? It's for whosoever that will receive the word of God. But that Ezekiel 37, talking about the breath of God. Where are you, brother Ezekiel? You should be here. Oh, yeah, 37. But verse 1, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Do you remember those ones who are here in on your beginning from that Revelation chapter 4? He says he had a voice like a trumpet, and then immediately he was in the spirit. And, and, and therefore, Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was, came upon him and brought him out in the spirit of the Lord and set him down in the midst of the valley and was full of bones. You may feel like your life is that way. That is full of, it's just bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? A smart person, when God asks you a question, tell him, you know, Lord. It's a good answer. You know, Lord. Don't try to tell the Lord anything. If we ask you a question, you know, Lord. You know, command me whatever you want to say, say it to me, but you know. And he said to him, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord, you know. So you know how to answer the Lord? Oh, Lord, you know, if we ask you a question. And then he says this again. He said to me, prophesy. What's that? Speak. Speak my word. Prophesy. Speak forth to these bones and say to them, all oh, dry bones. You may have to, some of you may have to start to speak to your bank account. All oh, dry bones. Times of refreshing are here. <laughs> but but then, then he says, so some of you may start going around. And all of us really speaking God's word in our situations. Look at this. Can two walk together unless they agree? So when you are talking about God's presence, and remember this is the Feast of Tabernacles, which is marked by his presence and joy. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. So look at this. When you talk about the presence of the Lord, then you need to think in these terms. We are speaking the same language of God or with God. Our vocabulary matches his will. Hold there, and we come back to Ezekiel 37. Hold right there. But I want us to go to the Passion Translation of First Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, my goodness. It's long. But let me read a bit, verse 6. Verse 6 says this. However, when there is wisdom that we continually speak when we are among the spiritual mature, it's wisdom... That didn't originate in this present age. So the world does not know this wisdom. Nor did it come from the rulers of this age when the process of being dethroned, demonic forces. 
Now look at this. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God. This is wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now, before now in a mystery. It is a secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. The wisdom of God being revealed to us to bring us into glory. How does that come? It's in Christ Jesus. The wisdom of God, in fact, in the, the, before then in first, first Corinthians chapter 1 says, he has become to us what? Wisdom, sanctification, righteousness. So he's in us. And that wisdom is coming from him. And he told the children of Israel in, in, in uh, the book of Deuteronomy, I, I think it should be chapter 4, or, or chapter 4, chapter 6. Ask, he told them, keeping my commandments, obeying my word, is wisdom to you among the nations. So he's a, who is a wise man? Who's a doer of the word? Can I, can I say it again from the scriptures? Can I show you another scripture regarding that? In Matthew chapter 7, he says, in, from verse 21, going to verse 24, he talks about uh, who's a wise man? A wise man is the one who hears these sayings of mine, Jesus says, and does them. So wisdom of God is knowing his will and acting on it. And the more we do that, the more it becomes real in our day-to-day lives. Every day becomes real. So he says this, none of the rulers of this present world understood it. For, them, for if they had, they never would have Crucify the Lord of shining glory. This is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard before. Things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. And all his lovers say what? Amen. Amen. But God, look at this verse verse 10. But God now unveils these profound realities by, to us by the Spirit. So the profound realities are revealed to us by his spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us. Revealed his past tense. He has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. He's revealed to us. I has not seen no ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. But he says this, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. No wonder he told his disciples in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, verse 9, unto you it has been given, to, verse, verse 11, unto you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So we better be saying, I know the, the I, I have the ability to perceive the wisdom of God. I have the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I know God's plan for my life. Statements like I don't know should not be in our, in our mouths. Yes. He says this. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for the person's spirit? So it is have you noticed just that statement, uh, the way the, uh, the Passion Translation puts it, after all, who can really see into a person's heart and know these hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? 
Have you noticed that if you say something which is not accurate, even if some other people do not know, your conscience condemns you. You may look around, look inside. Conscience is the voice of your, your human spirit. Conscience is a voice, is a voice of your human spirit. So you see, so you find that all of a sudden you feel bad about something. Let me, let me show you something that I've, I've learned over the years and keep learning. Endeavor to stay in, 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 in the word and in prayer and be conscious of his presence. And if something, maybe a thought, comes in that is not in line with God's word, of course, you know, in Second Corinthians, what you do, you take every thought in cap- captivity to obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. But then, you may be walking and all of a sudden, I may be walking and all of a sudden, I feel in my spirit, I'm using the word feel, but some sadness. Anyone? What I'm talking about? And, and before then you are holy, holy. But, but you think, like, Lord, what happened? And, and usually, I like doing this. I say, Lord, what's that for? What's that for? And sometimes it may be, oh, oh, Lord, I see. I see, I see. That's, it's a wrong thinking, actually, that has activated that. Or, or, immediately I sense a name coming up. And I realize they are going through something. And there's grief in their hearts. And I may go ahead and start praying in the Holy Ghost. And I say, Lord, how should I pray? And I can pray. Sometimes you pray a little bit. And I sense that breakthrough inside of my heart, and I sense the joy again in my heart. And it's like, God, is that? Thank you. Whatever the case was, thank you. And sometimes you call a person and say, why? Goodness, you called me just the right time. So it's not how smart I am. It's the smarter one lives in me. Amen? Now, now I believe that's why the Lord says you pray, pray, pray without ceasing. That has to do with fellowship. That has to do with the presence of God. That has to do like sometimes, really sometimes, like I know my name, I know what is happening in so-and-so's life. Life. Like I know my name. I had a certain individual recently told me I was, I was ministering a certain meeting. And then I said, oh, let me minister. Come on, I want to minister too. Then I minister that individual and I finished. And she sent me a text. She said, oh, pastor, even when I try to hide, <laughs> you know what's happening in my life, even when I try to hide. I said, why do you try? Oh, say that. When I've, come on, let me read it. Read that text. Say, so interesting. You don't know the name, so don't try to guess. The person say this. <clears throat> Thank you for such ministry yesterday. You saw, you see right through me, even when I try to put on brave face. 
like our little Tina, when you tell her, Tina, you're sleepy. You need to go sleep. She does this. Look at my ass. <laughs> so, so someone like that tried to put on a brave face. I mean, but I see by the Spirit. Not how smart I am, but look at this. It's the love of God ministering to that individual when they needed ministry, even when they were trying to put on that brave face. Is that amazing? Now look at this. So, so why I was saying this is this. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for the person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit. Understood by his spirit. The spirit of God who actually indwells us. Don't forget, church. It's God's breath. And don't forget also, is the glory of the Father. You cannot separate the glory of God from the Spirit of God. We cannot talk about the presence of God without thinking about the Holy Spirit. On a daily basis, day after day, I'm declaring, I am saying it by faith. I'm saying this from the scripture. Let me give you an example. First, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. It says this, For I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes recently, I think last year or last year, but one, the Lord said this to me. The Spirit of the Lord said this to me. Stop paying attention to what you've not been given. Ah, okay. Why is that so? Every time I went to that scripture, I'm, I'm focusing on what I've not been given. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. But I've not been given a spirit of fear. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. Stop focusing on what you have not been given. Start focusing on what you have been given. That scripture talks of what you have not been given, but that's not enough. It says three things that you have been given. Are you seeing that? Okay. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. But many times we want, we read that scripture. At least I was doing that. And I focus on what I have not been given. Instead of focusing on what I have been given. What have I been given? The spirit of power. The spirit of love. The spirit of a sound mind. So when I come around people, they feel the power of God because that's what I carry. You, you understand? When I come around, people feel and experience the love of God. A sinner is not condemned. A sinner realizes that he's loved by God because that spirit is no longer, is just not in me, but is manifesting to touch sinners. What another, what's another one? Sound mind. No confusion. Discipline life. You know, sometimes people even hide in Kerea, Kerea, Kerea. But Kerea, actually, they don't know. Oh, you all don't know Kerea. It's only me who probably speak that language. <laughs> you know, when people like Nakadalika, Nakadalika, it's because they don't know that Kadalika. So they, <laughs> you saw, did you see anywhere in, in, in the scriptures God says ETC? Come on now. You ever seen in the scripture ETC? 
John, I'm just kidding. But John was almost tempted to put ETC until he said this. Let me tell you something, people. The miracles that I've put in here, if I was going to write, (laughs) no books in this world can contain what he did. You've seen that in the scriptures. So he said he didn't put ETC because there's so much more that has not been written here, but is available. So pay attention to what you have been given. Listen this now. I had a statement today. Don't ever agree with lack. Don't ever agree with the sickness. Don't ever agree with whatever it is you know is of the cast. Don't ever agree with that. Agree with God. Agree with provision. I'm telling you, even it feels like you are lacking everything, don't agree with it. Do you know how you agree? You start saying different. Let's go back. Oh, no, not it. Not it. Ezekiel 37. I haven't forgotten, okay? <laughs> For we did not receive the spirit of this world. So don't focus on what you've not been received. You have not, we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that you may come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished on us or upon us. Woo! You lavished one? <laughs> you lavished one? Praise God. You think John has lavished you with love? Oh, now I'm talking of grace. <laughs> I'm talking of you lavished ones. Lavish. The grace of God has lavished us upon us. And we are, this is the word, this word actually I was looking for. And we articulate these realities. With what? These realities are revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. But what do we do? We articulate these realities. We speak these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human, with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit revealed truths with the Spirit revealed words. So it's not just confession. It's going for revelation. And saying what has been revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, agreeing with God. And he says, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against you. You you see what I'm saying? So do you know how one of the ways actually to activate that within us is praying the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden you start seeing in realms that you couldn't see before. You're praying the Holy Ghost. And you start coming, remember what you're talking about, levels and levels of worship, levels and levels of intimacy, levels and levels of revelation of God's word. It's available. And sometimes I keep hearing this inside of me, come up higher. Come up higher. Have you noticed the, 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 the higher you go in buildings, the less crowded it is there? Have you noticed that? If you are smart enough, don't use the washrooms of the ground floor. You go to the 22nd floor. There they put red carpet. <laughs> Sudden brother told me years ago, years ago, man, I lived in Dandora. And he, he, he tells me, 
And I think, like using a washroom, I'll go to Grand Regency. I'll go to Hilton Hotel. And I said, man, I think I'm going to join you. To join you. You just enter in. Praise God. They say, Lord, you have your 50 bob. I say, one, Lord, one day, I'll just have my lunch here. Don't, even I don't have to mind. You know, those are the times we used to look for lunch. You know where cost buses? Then you start going down. Then you can cross the other side. And sometimes I remember we used to go early. We used to have a church service in town. So you go early, and then you go to look for, for, for breakfast. Not breakfast. Tea, mandadi. You understand what I'm talking about? Tea with mandazi. You go looking for them. And, and we've come from, we used to meet at Young Club. Then on, on, on a, hmm, what street is that? Cosbus is our street that goes all the way. This side is Latema, this other side, I don't know. Accra Road. So, you know, we come down Accra Road, we've set the meeting, and then now we go looking for, for tea and mandazi. So, you go down Cosbus, you go down, you cross, I think that Kirinyaga Road, you cross, you immediately, you're about to cross the river, you find some kiosks over there. A cup of tea is hot, and the cups are metal in nature. You know those ones? Some of them are yellow, some of them are green. That's what they used to give us at Marsabit. They give us tea with that. They usually, not they used to, they'd give us as tea. The sun is shining. Hot. And then they say, Pasta! Kara, 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 kara. I say, yeah, nevei, nevei. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, is it Galito? You know, thank you. And, and it, you take that and the sun is hot. So anyway, why did I go on that? And we articulate these realities with the, the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. And someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit, because they're only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they're subject to scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh, well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ perceptions. Oh, we possess, we have what? The mind of Christ. Alright, let's go back to Ezekiel 37. My goodness. So God wants to breathe his life all the time in us. God created, of course, the form Adam, out of dust. What did he do after that? He breathed on him. I've heard sometimes say that he spoke. But from the scriptures, I see that he breathed life on him. And he became a living soul. What about born again believers? Remember, it began with that. And we find that in John 20, also before he went, after his resurrection, he breathed into them. I believe that's the time they got born again. 
But in the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came in them and upon them to do the work of the ministry. That was for the work of the ministry. So it all began, I, like, I think I've ever made a statement, I read it some, some, a while ago. It began in the beginning, in the garden, was the breath, the breath of the Father. In the new covenant, it's the breath of the Son. And the Holy Spirit comes upon those who have received new life. They've become a new creation. Receiving the, the Holy Spirit. That's the breath of the Son. So the last Adam is a quickening. It's a speaking spirit. We've been quickened. We are alive inside of us. But, you know, many times you are not as you should. That's why now comes in terms of refreshing to do what? To revive us. We are more conscious of God's presence in everything we do than any other time. You know what it's been taught about... Uh, the feast, and, and many times you've heard Pastor Carla say this, but many times other ministers are teaching about it, and they are talking about God's appointed times. You remember that? God's appointed times. And there are some realities, that the realities of the kingdom of God that are revealed during that time. You say, why? I don't know. God chose that. You, you understand? You know, if the president decided to have an appointment with you, would, would we ask why? No, the president chose to have an appointment with me. So he chose that. But look at this. I believe then there comes in more revelation concerning our redemption. And we deepen our relationship with him. In our relationship with him, without revelation, our relationship with him is shallow. With revelation, it becomes deeper. We can consciously walk with him because he's being constantly been revealed to us. So, so think about this, church. Our walk with him should not be because of things, but our walk with him is because I want to know him. Again, one of my favorite scriptures, he made known his works to the children of Israel, but his ways to, the, to Moses. I want his ways. Because his ways produce his works. Amen? So he says, verse 4, again he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, all dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You see, when we receive revelation from, from God, we, are, we have boldness to speak. All dry bones, why would he say Ezekiel? Why would he say, because God told him to. He agreed with God. All dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath. You seen that? Breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. 
Remember on Sunday I was telling you at some point I realized that the atmosphere changed. And I said, say. Don't even ask. Say. When that presence is there, say. I was reading a certain book. I've read so many books of such. But a certain book of, of, of heaven. And there are some ladies, a certain man who had been taken to heaven. He said there are some ladies in their, they are in their homes and they are looking at, you know, weaving tapestry and all those wonderful, can't you describe with earthly language. But the man said that the one who was taken to heaven said, they are not weaving with their hands. They were speaking. And what they spoke came to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Before you have it, you speak it. Before you have it, you speak it. You agree with God. You start saying it. Have abundance. Praise God. <laughs> when I was it that someone uh, I was told, we have some we have some two hundred shillings for you. Oh, I took that two hundred shillings, I danced. So now that's practice in Thanksgiving. Instead of I said two hundred shillings, oh okay. Hey, Baba. No, I was given say, in fact, in fact, it was in the, in the offering envelope. And then I was told by the accounts department, I think Nelly came on, then I said, hey, Pastor, there's someone who put 200 shillings here. And he said, for Pastor Davis. I said, bring it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I dance, I shouted. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I really, I jumped until I felt good. That's practicing Thanksgiving. My people, and I care some Billy. You you'll wait for a long time. <laughs> If you think that way, you'll wait for a long time to see thousands and thousands. What do you do? You practice Thanksgiving. I've told people for over the years, and I've met with people, and they give me, give me something, oh, an envelope or something. I put it in my pocket. I don't do like, wait. <laughs> I put it in my pocket, and I pray for them. Like they've given me millions and millions and I pray by faith, and I finish. And sometimes I've forgotten those envelopes. Then I turn and say, my goodness, God, there's this much in here. But I say, I've seen, I've seen preachers do that. I really don't understand that. Uh, a thousand pen, ashes, ashes, elf, elf moja moja mkai apo tu, Ashes on a kuja. Yota na tu elf kumi, hapa. Elf wa msini upandu. Oh man. Oh. I find that disgusting. You, you understand? I really, I find that, anyone who's ever seen that? I have. But there are those special prayers. 
Those are 100,000 shillings. Hey, I may have my 50 bob. I've done that. I sold to a man of God 50 bob, and that's all what I had. And the Lord told me that. And I had that 50 bob, and I sold it to him. I told him, this may not be much to you, but it's much to me. He didn't, he didn't bother with that. He took it and put it in his pocket. And he said, and he laid hands on me and he said this, may the Lord give you wisdom and open your eyes to see things that you've never seen. And God will enable you to do to, to, this to happen. And he blessed me. Not knowing. It was in the Bible school. Not knowing. I never got to know. Maybe a year later is when I got to know. That's the man who paid off all my Bible school fees. Paid all of it. In fact, Pastor Wade told me that after that he asked, he, he, he asked to take a photo with me. So I thought that is, you know, that's fine. Then after that, Pastor Wade tells me that he asked him, I don't know after how long. He said, this, that young man, uh, does he have any fee balance? Bible score? Pastor Wade told me, I told him he's paid nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He spent nothing. He owes everything. He said, tell me how much he owes. Uh, the Lord has impressed me to pay for him. That's the man who pays, paid off my Bible school fees. But listen, I had 50 bob in my pocket. I'm going this other direction, but I had 50 bob in my pocket. Let me tell you something. Don't ever despise your seed. Don't ever despise your seed. If that's what you have, Always be thankful to God and give it, my friend. Don't ever despise your, your seed. Recently, I had a certain young man come to me and he told me, Pastor, do you remember you prayed for me and I got an intern, you know, place and all that you believe in God for with me? And I said, yeah, I remember that. He said this, I've come, Pastor, to thank you. And he gave me a hundred book. I took it. I said, I know where you are, brother. I've been there. I prayed out my heart. I prayed my heart out by faith. And the Lord started speaking to me, started showing me from the scriptures and said this. Some of those things he said to me was this. That seed, that, that seed was not for you. It was for him. There's a giving that even you can receive from someone. It's not for you. It's for them. You understand? But there's one you can give, I can tell it's mine. <laughs> yeah, you understand? You say, oh my goodness, Pastor, there's a bank account, I'm, 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 I'm transferring two million shillings. Oh, I know that's for me, that's not for you. You'll get something, but I know, oh my goodness. Woo, glory to God. Let me calculate, do some calculations that I haven't done for some time. You, you see that? This is my point here. Don't ever despise yourself. It's your seed. Don't ever be ashamed of your offering. It's your offering. So when you go over there, you say you hear people, 50,000 this side. Bishop won't touch you over 1,000. Father, bless them as ushers go around there. Bless them, Lord. These others are the ones who have been touched by the bishop. Don't mind. Bishop, don't return. God returns <laughs> your harvest. Anyway, I'm not against any bishop, but you know what I'm talking about. Sure, I'm not going with this. So I prophesy, he says, 
as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came them, and the skin was covered, uh, the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Everything looked good, but there was a breath that was needed. Do you understand? You, you know, oh, I'm going to look at the scripture in a, in a short while. But listen to this. You don't want to look okay. You want the quickening. You want the breath of God. You want the presence of God. You want whatever you do, you have that quickening. I remember again the, the other Sunday, last Sunday, I was giving the testimony of Cynthia. Uh, forget she's called Cynthia, not this Cynthia. The other Cynthia, the other Cynthia, Candy's sister. But I remember I was laying hands on the youth. And when you lay hands on people, it's not, it's not like you feel something. You don't have to. But sometimes you feel a presence of God and that anointing, especially the anointing. And then I came to a place. I said, I was right somewhere here. And I said, in fact, most likely, I said, Lord, are you working with me in this? Are you working with me in this? And it's like, he didn't have to answer me, you know, tell me, yes, I am. Immediately, I saw in the spirit, just, I had in the spirit, she's having issues with her stomach. She's been having issues with her stomach. And I asked her, and she lifted her hands. She said, tears and tears in her eyes. And I laid hands on her. I sensed the presence of God coming upon her. And you had a testimony on 2nd of July. She got healed from that. And she's eating spicy foods more than candy. <laughs> That's amazing. What was God doing? He was just answering me. What was he telling me? I'm with you in this. I'm with you in this. Church, ask the Lord many times. Are you, are you with me in this? And, and just sense what he tells you. You, you understand? Just, just be quiet and listen. Listen what he tells you. Sometimes may not be even an answer. Like you, you hear yes. Sometimes you sense his presence. Sometimes you sense his joy. Sometimes you may hear, yeah, I'm with you in this. Sometimes you may hear nothing except peace. I'm with you in this. Do that many times. Go, you know, that one you are, this is the point. You are determined to do God's will. You are determined to do God's will at any cost. That's why you'll ask him. Why is that, why is that so? You want to please him. You want to please him. That's why you will ask him, Lord, are you with me in this? Lord, are you with me in this? But the amazing thing when I left and I went and I had testimonies, some of you have given testimonies, good testimonies. When I went real in the house, I still knew I hadn't done what God wanted me to do. And the following morning when I woke up, I was thanking the Lord for the service and he showed me. He said, that's not what you wanted you to do. You could have done it this other way. I said, forgive me, Lord. I knew inside of me there was still something that was not the way I should have done. 
done, but the graciousness and the mercy of God. You can minister, and you should know this, not just ministry, but minister, you, you should, a minister of the gospel always would know that if, if he's pursuing to walk with God, but you can minister whatever you do for the Lord. And people can tell you, that was wonderful. Whoa, that is so good. And inside of you, you know, there's something I didn't do right. I didn't obey as I should. Okay? So don't let the praises of men override the voice of the Holy Spirit in you. Don't forget that. Don't let the praises of men override the knowing or the pleasure of God inside of you. A thousand people may come and tell you that was wonderful. And God says, no, it isn't. <laughs> Who do you want to? A thousand people? Or you want to one person? If one person can be with you, who can those a thousand be? Unless <laughs> they cannot succeed. They cannot succeed being against you. Let's see if you can finish this. So, so he said, and also he said, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Did he, he didn't say, talk to me. Listen, there are times of declarations are not, not asking. You decree what you know the Lord wants being, be said. Those are times you just say it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And there are times you say, don't say anything. I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes asking is good. But there are time to ask and there's a time to decree. You demand what is yours. When you go to, the, to, to withdraw money, nowadays people don't go across the counter as much. But if you want to the, cross the counter, the bank, and you have a bank account there, do you go asking? Huh? What do you do? You write to this mine. Unless they smile, this is a bank. This account doesn't have anything. <laughs> but you'll start asking some questions. <laughs> but, but if you know, an example, if they tell you this, this bank account doesn't have anything, say, excuse me, madam, there must be something wrong. I must see the, the manager. Because you knew there's 10 million in it. You all, you all kept quiet. You didn't know those 10 million in your bank account? You haven't known that yet. You need those 10 million in that, and then you start asking, hey, uh, manager, would you explain to me what happened? Uh, the clerk over there said there's no money, Marco. So what are you doing? You demand, which is yours. So there are times for demanding. You're not demanding it from the Father because he does not withhold anything, he's not withholding anything from you. You are decreeing, you are demanding it, from the enemy to let go what is yours. That's the point. Decreeing is let go what is mine. I call that forth in the name of Jesus. The Lord spoke to me on 22nd of August, 1997, Friday, 10.30 a.m. He told me the treasures of darkness. He told, he told me, I've given you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. I don't ask the Lord for that. I demand. And of late, I've been having some thoughts regarding that. I demand 
the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Listen to me. You are mine. God told me that. You are mine. And therefore, angels, go forth. Cause that to, ha- to come. Treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Why is that so? God spoke to me. Do you have things that God has spoken to you? Demand. Not from the Father. Tell the enemy. And charge the angels and let them go and, and fulfill his work for your life. So he says, that says the Lord, come from the four winds, all breath, all breath of this slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Do you see when someone is revived? <laughs> Not like, like David said, this, this he teaches my, my hands to walk. Even I bend a bow of bronze. Teaches you to walk. That's a revived person. Let's go to some scriptures here. Let's go to John 3. John 3. Let's start from verse 3. This conversation of Nicodemus with Jesus. He says, Jesus answered, of course. Let's start from verse 1. We'll go step by step. There's a man of Pharisees, of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, come from God, for no one can do these things, these signs that you do, unless God is with him. We must Believe God for signs. Listen, they don't add our faith, but they draw others to the kingdom of God. You must believe that. Think about this I was telling you earlier on. In that uh, scripture of, uh, of 2 Timothy 1.7, Remember, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, we are joined to the Lord. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So we are one spirit with the Father. We are one spirit with the Lord. If we manifested here that you could see him, all these lights disappear. The brightest of any light will disappear. The Bible says, his face shone or shines like the sun shining in his full strength. Every light disappears. He becomes the light. And forget that. Now think about this. You think you'll be seated there saying, wow, I've never seen anything brighter than this. You will be down on the floor. Even a thought that you thought, it will be repenting. That's him. Oh, go, go in your own time in, first, first, uh, in Revelation chapter 1 from verse 18, when he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, and how he appeared. Oh, it's amazing. Now listen to this. That's the one you are joined with. 
your one spirit with him. Why should you fear any devil? But let's go beyond that. Then we ought to be in supermarkets, in buses, any place we go to, and people can feel the presence of God around us. What is that in the scriptures? The shadow of Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, will heal the sick. We are not known by long prayers. We are known by his presence. Signs, wonders. We carry. I believe that. I've been meditating on that. I'm joined to the Lord. I'm one spirit with him. So we need to come around people and a sinner. All what they start doing is they sense the love of God. And they say, what am I supposed to do to have what you have? Come on now. There are levels and levels. And I believe that's an open door for us to enter into levels and levels and levels of his presence and his glory upon these earthen vessels. All right? So he says this. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, they that an adult is asking such a question. This big problem, but you're sincere. Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water, that's natural birth, and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And look at what follows next verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit. Have you noticed there is capital S, spirit, the first spirit? That which is born of the spirit is spirit. When you see capital S, it's talking about divinity. It's talking about the Father, the, the, the Holy Spirit. So we are born of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean, church? Power resides in us. What does that mean, church? The glory of God resides in us. That spirit, remember we are born. Hold right there, we're coming back. I'm winding up. But hold right there and let's go to Romans chapter chapter 6. Then we'll come back. We'll come back there, Steve. Chapter 6 and verse 4. He says this, therefore, the whole thing is good from the beginning. But therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead. How was Christ raised from the dead? He was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. We know it's the Holy Spirit who raised him from the dead. All right? All right? But here the scripture, Apostle Paul says, was raised by the glory of the Father. Even so, we should walk in the newness of life. So the Holy Spirit is called the glory of the Father. So we cannot separate his glory from his spirit. 
And who are we? We're the temples of the glory of the Father, or the Spirit of the Father. The Spirit of glory indwells us. That's why we can say, I have power, I have love, and I have a sound mind. Why is that so? Romans 5, 5 says this, And hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, in our spirits, by the Holy Spirit. So we can say this, we have power, we have love, and we have a sound mind with the mind of Christ. You see that, that is what, that's days of refreshing. What does that mean? Times of refreshing. What does that mean? We're not weak. Let me say it graciously. If you know or if you learn how to pray from the presence of the Father, you will never be tired after prayer. The people say, I prayed for three hours. I was so tired. You're praying from the realm of the flesh. You think you can be in the presence of the Father for three hours and be tired? Moses was there for 80 days. Until when he came down, his face so shiny that the children of Israel couldn't look at him or couldn't look at his face. His face was shining too much until they put a veil on him. So I've been praying for three hours. I'm so tired. No, you aren't. Your tongues, they came from your throat. You know those tongues? ra ta 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 and then what happens after? What has if he said? No, you pray from his presence. Those tongues are oily. <laughs> so that's the, the glory of the Father. Let's go back to our scripture then in John 3. <laughs> <laughs> is to go for one at prayer meetings. And then, <clears throat> so, people pray. <laughs> Until it comes now, later on, you see them dozing. Around one o'clock. Or some don't even reach that one o'clock. <laughs> and then, and then, so it's, it's, has to go to a certain church in Liberty Cinema in Pangani to pray. And I was a new believer. And mostly on Fridays, mostly. Before I had money, before I gave my life to Christ, most on Fridays, we're in nightclubs. Mostly on Friday. If money is there, nightclub on Friday. So when I got born again, I knew where to be on Friday nights in church. I pray the whole night in prayer. And uh, I'll be in the whole night praying. So I'll go to this church, and it is an, a cinema uh, theater hall. So it's that way, and then at the front it lifted, and then I see the pastor. Ah, that man would pray. Will be pacing to and fro, kneel down, pacing to and fro the whole night to pray. At some point, of course, he'll call you and you'll come together and share a little bit, and then you go, you go back to pray. I remember, as a new believer, I looked at him and I thought, that man can pray for the whole night. I can. I dared myself. It happened that way. 
And I, I, it became the norm for me to pray for the whole night, literally. While uh, many church members there, Really, sleep, really. I mean, I thought the pastor is praying the whole night. I'm going to pray with him. And I, I became really, every Friday, you'll find me. I became mostly a person attending on Fridays. You'll find me there. And really, it was a, such an inspiration. I think one day I'll meet with him and say, Pastor, it's such an inspiration. You helped me so much. And mostly, morning glory from five o'clock, he's there also praying in the morning. And I live near there, and I'll be there. I wasn't their church member. I would entertain on Sundays. But prayer meetings, I was there. Praying the whole night. So those guys would start like 10 o'clock. At some point, they go. We can't do much that, that way. Listen. Listen, church. We've been called to enter into his presence. We've been calling that Hebrews 4.16, come boldly to the presence, to, to, to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Always endeavor to pray from his presence. It makes a whole difference, actually. All right, tonight I thought I was going to pray, but it seems not into time of prayer. But listen to this, as I wonder, in verse 5. Moses surely I say to you, say, verse 6, sorry, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Now look at verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but not, can, cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So it's everyone who's born of the spirit. We don't see anything many times, but we can feel the effects of that born again spirit. You see that? You don't hear the sound of it. In other words, you can go in some places, you don't utter even one word. Those ones are, Wana Sifia Sana, Wana Sifia, Mimi Naito Acharo, Nanatoka Kalolen. You've ever heard of that? You've never heard of that? Uh, do, this, do people still do that? Mimi ni charo wa yesu. Natoka kaloleni. Mimi ni The popular one is this one. Mimi ni mluya wa yesu. I've heard that quite a bit. Nothing wrong, don't stone me. <laughs> but I've heard that so much, I say... Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know why, why you put those things in there. Listen to this. We may not even say that. No, utter even one word. But people will see, or will feel, will be touched by the fruit. Of a born again spirit. Pursue his presence. That is my point. I'll finish this. Pursue. Pursue means this. Focus on God for the manifestation of your, his presence in your life. Focus on God for the manifestation of his presence in your life, impacting everything around us and everyone around us. 
focus on God, as you focus on him, as you focus on him, there is manifestation of his presence in our lives. And this will impact everything around us and everyone around us. His presence changes everything. Finally, brethren. Amplified classic version from John 14. John 14. Just stand up on your feet. We'll finish with this. What do you mind if I do here? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Come on. All right, that's in verse verse 21. Verse 21, it says, The person who has my commandments, my commands, that's the Amplified Classic version, and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him and will show, reveal. Where is it? Where is it? Is the Amplified Classic Version. It's 14. Did I say 14? Yeah. Okay, look at this first one. The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him and will show. What is that? Reveal. Remember focusing on him? Reveal, my, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Wow. You seen that? But look at verse 23. Jesus answered, If a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home abode, special dwelling place with him. Hmm. That's amazing. 
Just that's amazing. Because to say this, we'll come to him and make our home a board special dwelling place with him. What will change if you know and know God came to live with you? Ladies are thinking furniture. It's more than that. Let her think I'll change my furniture. No, it's more than that. It's, it's everything. He's a source of everything. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that I'll change my furniture in the city of God has come anyway? No, no, it's more than everything. Everything in your home changes. It's come to endure your home. Now, go quickly, sorry. John, John 1. I want you to see something here. The Amplified still classic version. Look at verse, verse 14. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and did what? Tabernacled. You see that tent of tabernacle? Do you know actually, good Bible teachers say this. Of course, you know, Jesus was not born on 25th of December. I hope you know that. Yeah, they say, we don't do any Christmas. Jesus was born. Yeah, I understand. But actually, good Bible teachers say most likely he was born during the Feast of Tabernacles. Because every major event in his life happened in one of these feasts. So it's most likely. No problem, that does not mean that you will not go for Christmas. I'm not saying that. We're not, we're not starting Christmas Church International. No, no, no. It's okay to celebrate on 5th December. But look at this. And the, and the word Christ became flesh, human incarnate, and did what? Tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while. That's why, that's why Nicodemus is saying this. No one can do the things that you do except, except God be with him. What is he saying? It's obvious. You are not just human. It's obvious. There's something different about you. That's the one church that we are joined to and one we are one spirit with. Say, I have the spirit of power. I have the spirit of love. I have the spirit of sound mind. And look at this. He lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty. Such glory as an only begotten son received from his father. But do you know that there is no longer the only son? We know that he's not the only son now. Come on now, you're answering as if, uh, ladies, this is not a, a, a ladies, you know, gender issue. This is he's not the only son. We are all sons of God. And uh, amen, we're begotten of the father too. Such glorious as an only begotten son received from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. That's our identity. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Can we just thank you? Thank you for what you've done. Your presence. to indwell this this earthen vessels 
Just thank him and thank him and focus on his presence in you. This few minutes, just few minutes, be refreshed. Just be refreshed. He dwells you. He dwells you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For your presence in us. Just lift up your hands to him, Father. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the times of refreshing. Thank you for your breath within me. Thank you for the quickening of your spirit. Thank you that you are tabernacling in this temple. I am the temple of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence manifesting in my life, through my life, touching others, healing others, delivering others, and showing others the love of God, your love for Him. Father, thank you for the spirit of power, of love. And of a sound mind, the spirit of power and love, and of a sound mind. Thank you for revealing yourself to me, manifesting yourself to me clearly, making yourself real to me. In Jesus' name, Father, so shall your word be that goes out of your mouth, shall not return to you void. But it will accomplish that which you please and prosper in the thing there. So, Father, this is your word. I speak the manifestation of it in the name of Jesus. The awareness of God's presence, the awareness of God's pleasure, the awareness of God's presence, wherever you go. That breaks the spirit, that power of the spirit of, of fear is broken in the name of Jesus. The awareness of God's presence, the awareness of God's presence in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for flooding homes of your people with your presence, removing barriers. Removing hindrances. You said, for my house shall be called a house of prayer. And not a den of thieves. Thank you. Thank you for your presence invading their lives. Invading their lives. Invading their prayer lives. Invading their homes. Invading their children. Invading this church. Invading every part of this ministry. In the name of Jesus, oh glory to God. Manglo rashte mandeste dekeda ndase deenda. Gromandre sedeke sedayo rodombre nangi asedeke stara dabadora. Glory to God. Glory to God. Migraine headaches, 
whether you are here or you're watching, that power is broken right now. That power is broken right now. Migraine headaches is just been recurring. That power is broken right now. Migraine headaches. Now, now, lose that life. In the name of Jesus. Painful menstrual cycle. That pain, that pain, that pain. I say by the authority of God, so this is the last time you're ever going to experience that big discomfort. I break that power in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your breath. Thank you for your presence. And we give you praise, Father. Glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen.